coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. How do I start the show? Hey, everybody. Um, hey, everybody. Wow. That was a good impression of me, Rob. Should I use that one? Hey, everybody. It's kind of a Krusty the Clown intro. Hey, everybody. Uh, Hey, everybody. It's time for another podcast. (laughs) Krusty's podcast would be pretty bad. (laughs) Krusty the Clown's podcast. So Uh, I went down to the market the other day to get some cigarettes. All right, here we go. That's oh, I thought we were already going. Oh, maybe we are. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mike and Rob podcast. This gotta is, have the official intro. It, yeah, you gotta say so people know what they're listening to. It's the exactly. Mike and Rob podcast, starring yours truly. My name is Mike, and uh, my name is Rob, <laughs> who randomly slips into Russian accents for no reason. Menya zavut Rob. Is that Russian? Yeah. That's what? how you say my name is Rob. Where did you learn Russian? From my uh, oh, yeah. from you, my you... Russian girlfriend that well, ex girlfriend. Yeah, you should probably mention that you're yeah, not seeing ex-girlfriend. someone now. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy's already freaking out. <laughs> She's already beating me with a stick. <laughs> I'll be sure to put this out at a strategic time when She's like I'm gonna Adrian Peterson the <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> All right, you can so cut your own switch. People want some uh, some news from us, so let's dive into the NFL stuff real quick. Well, yeah, Adrian Peterson apparently beats his kids with sticks. Well, you know what? It's every parent's right to raise their kid the way they see fit, right? And that's how he was raised. That's, that's his argument. Raised. You know what? And in a way, it's like my he's like that's how I was raised. My parents never went to jail over anything I that they did to me. Yep. Or got you know they also weren't public figures, but right. You know, um, and I, in, and in an era where people are just waiting to get offended by something, you, there is you have that. to be so careful if you're famous. Well, but and that and that's but any many, level of fame. But how many famous people at all the different levels don't have any of that shit happen to them? Uh, the vast a, a majority, lot, I would a say. Lot, a lot. So it, but it it is still a matter of oh, you fucked up. The media, because you did something actually wrong. Well, yeah, the media has figured out too that if some if a if a celebrity does something bad, it's instant ratings. Well, and it's also you know we yeah, which translates into money because yeah, yeah, the advertisers uh, they they pay more to be on the air when people are watching at those ratings. Yeah, and they create the story. And yeah, if it's not there, we might as well. And that's the other thing is that there's a danger. I mean, this is kind of goes without saying. There's always a danger of the media creating a story or running with a story that they think is true. And it turns out the person is innocent. And it's just a complete clusterfuck for the innocent party. Well, like, I don't know, this was years ago, but um, Nancy Grace was like out and out. Remember those lacrosse, the Duke lacrosse scandal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they were, they were, those guys were accused of raping this girl and Nancy Grace was just all over yeah, them. Like she, these guilty. guys are guilty. Like they did this horrible thing. They need to be punished. They need. Oh wait, what? She was lying. She she came out and publicly Next admitted. Next topic. She was lying. Didn't was she the one that wanted to like be friends with one of them on Facebook after that? I don't know that. There was some some case. Nancy Grace wanted to be friends. No with no 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 no. Oh. The girl who came out and said she lied about the rape allegations great wanted to hook up with one of the guys or something and they were like fuck you and like went to the news with it and it was like look at this shit look how crazy she is but i don't know that it was her i don't want to say it was her but uh, it might have been it was some other girl who had accused someone of rape and it was in the news it wasn't 
just people people it was some sort of celebrity situation yeah and there was like a thing on facebook he, he took like screen grabs of it and everything and was like look at this this woman is insane yeah she won't leave us alone that's the that's <laughs> the point um yeah there is a whole lot of crying wolf and the rape thing but it's like you have to take every case yeah, you can't yeah you have to take every case as serious but you also have to you can't just take people's words for yeah, you it. You can't either. just gloss over rape. It's not the military. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, like Adrian Peterson and um, well, so he he got in trouble for whooping his kids. Yeah, and he was like attacking the whole family, and the kids called nine one one. Right. Oh, I didn't heard that. Yeah, that it was like a whole. He was yelling and screaming and threatening to kill them. I think this was Adrian Peterson. Then there was the other one who beat up his wife in the elevator. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. And, and that one that one really gets me because before when they just had the video of him dragging her unconscious body out of like, the elevator. She fainted. With his, I'm saving her. With his hands like it wasn't even like he was carrying her like in his arms or like a fireman carry or anything. He he had his arms under her like in her arm, under her armpits, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was just like dragging her between his legs. Yeah, like he's an NFL NFL player. Like he couldn't p- just pick her up like a hero, <laughs> carry her. Like yeah, or at least like <laughs> and walk out. Like what happened? <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen in. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. And then the video came out. Yeah, with him with inside him the elevator. In. And I think the NFL reacting the way they did after that was kind of them backtracking. Because before that video came out, they were seeing a two-game suspension. And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe you're only giving him a two-game suspension for that. Yeah. For, for knocking out his wife and dragging her out of the elevator. Right. But they had already made their ruling. They couldn't really change it. So when they saw the when the, the, the interior of the elevator video came out, they were like, oh, it was suspended indefinitely. The damn and, and the rav And the Ravens were like, well, we're releasing you. We don't want anything to do with you. I gotta ask, like, what did they think happened in that elevator? Well, anything could have happened. But here's the thing: if they didn't actually see damning evidence that he was hitting her, um, could it have been that she had been knocked unconscious through other means or had fainted? I think. I or did think he admit they knew that he knocked her out? So he admitted it, or what um, did he do? I get, well, she probably had a huge bruise on the. I guess it was the right side of her face. I'd have been like, somebody knocked her out and climbed her right through that hole in the roof <laughs> of the, of Spider- the elevator. It was Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man just came down, clobbered him, clobbered her, was coming after me. I beat the crap out of him. You guys don't have a video camera inside he, the he elevator, limped, do you? He limped away like... <laughs> like a broken spider. <laughs> you, you don't have video in the elevator, do you? Well, no. Yeah, it was Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, wait, we do have a camera inside. I guess, oh, I guess if she was like... I guess if she was attacking him, like actually hitting him and yeah. like coming after him, and then he like hit her and like, oh shit, I knocked her out. Like, well, may- that's, maybe that's another thing. Maybe that wouldn't have been as bad. Hypothetically, look at what was the one with Jay Z and his sister in law. That was funny. <laughs> well, especially the Saturday Night Live version where they. Oh, I didn't see that. You know, oh man, it's so good. Uh, they put fake audio to it, and oh. she's all. <laughs> oh damn, Jay Z! There's a spider on you. That's right. She starts okay, hitting him with that. a purse, I did and see he's that. like, "Oh shit! Thanks, Salons. Thanks for getting that spider. I hate spiders. I love you so much." She's like, "I love you too." And then he's like, and she starts doing it again. She goes, "Ah, the spider's back." He's like, "Oh damn!" So 
Maybe there was maybe there was a spider on the side of Ray Rice's like fiance's face. You don't want to be alone in an elevator having a fight with with yeah. the woman you're married to or whatever. It's yeah. just a, a bad place because they do have cameras and you don't think they do. You think you're alone, but yeah. especially in what were they in Vegas or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they're in Vegas. Cameras I mean, I everywhere. I don't know if if you've ever watched an MMA fight and seen a guy get knocked out. Yeah. Like, how long are they out usually? It's like a, a couple seconds. It's a like minute. a couple of seconds. You might not have even noticed that they blacked out. Right. She was, he punched her in the head so hard, she was out for like at least a minute, right. maybe more. She did not come to in the video clips <laughs> yeah, we saw. He practically put her in a coma. Well, like, okay. That's how hard he fucking hit her. And, and that's the thing is like, people are pointing also that this is football, it's a very violent and aggressive game. Um, you know, who was the other guy that there was an, uh, a boxer who, uh, was just suspended for, for doing the same thing, uh, to his wife and people, and the, there was an interviewer mm. just saying, um, you know, why should we, why should people come out and root for you and spend $70 on a pay-per-view boxing match when you're, you know, he goes, Oh, nothing was ever proven. And it's all hearsay. <laughs> and it's like, all they never these women proved it. All these women came out and said what they and they showed their evidence, the bruising and everything that he's an abusive person, uh, not in a relationship and outside of it. And um, and they, he goes, well, you know, I signed a plea bargain, so uh, nothing was ever proven in a court of law. And it's like you signed a plea bargain. That's kind of isn't that part of like you bought them off so they wouldn't keep coming at you. But yeah. that's kind of an admission of guilt. And so anyway, it he, kind of, it, but I mean, that's, a, it again, it's, it's a boxer. You don't see a lot of tax accountants uh, getting in trouble for beating the crap, but they're not famous either. So it's. Yeah. But I mean, there is something to be said about a boxer. Like this is a guy who beats people up for a living. Like, what do you expect him to be like when he's when he's not doing that? Well, and Mike Tyson was a great case of that. He, You know, he beat yeah. the crap out of uh, what's her Robin name? Robin Gibbons. Gibbons. Robin Quivers. <laughs> so. Uh, it's not a new thing, but it's like there's when you have when you're paying people, and that's that's another aspect of it is that these guys are worth millions of dollars to these teams, so yeah. it's hard for them to let them go. And when they do say eh, two game suspension, it's because they're holding out hope that something uh, will come out to prove that he wasn't guilty. You you shouldn't you know it's an innocent yeah. until proven guilty kind of system. And, yeah, and a lot Adrian of people, Peterson's a pretty pretty big figure in the football world huge like yeah right after any quarterback then there's Adrian Peterson yeah and then I think it took Budweiser saying they were going to pull their sponsorship dude that was such a bluff Budweiser's never going to pull their sponsorship of football (laughs) are you kidding um I mean I mean maybe it was a good political move on their part but alcohol is never has anything to do with beating of women. I mean, ever. come on. Let's say Anheuser Busch pulls their funding of the NFL. You don't think Coors or, or yeah, Miller Lite fill are just gap. like waiting to just jump in? <laughs> Give me a break. They're like, we'll support you. We'll do, we don't care who beats their wives. We're if, Coors. If I <laughs> home of the Rockies, exactly. Coors, the banquet beer, where we don't care if you knock your lady around. It's your right as American. <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that NFL stuff. But it's it's getting a lot of people to pay attention that uh, stuff that used to be totally glossed over and nobody cared about it. it yeah. We're in a new age and you it's can't the, do that stuff It's the new media, anymore. man. There's well, but so... it's not a bad thing. It, people who are beating the crap out of smaller people should get in trouble for it. True. 
So True. I think it's kind of a good thing. <laughs> Vince Neil only did 30 days and he killed a guy. That was that was not that okay, so that's a line from the movie Airheads. Yes. And it's true. Vince yeah. Neil went to jail for 30 days for intentional not intentionally. It was uh what do you call it? Uh involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. manslaughter. It was probably knocked down. But if you're drunk and you kill somebody, I've heard that they would try to like. Well, he was knock in a car a, crash. Knock like a third degree murder charge on you. Yeah. For so it. he was in a car crash that killed his friend. Yeah. Um, and that was not a happy time for him either. You know, well, it's not like he was like, "Good, I'm, I'm glad you're dead." I I would imagine that most most murders take place under unhappy. Well, I shouldn't say murders. But yeah. Most that's de- why they call it most unintentional deaths happen under unhappy circumstances. But right. So. It's. I think intent has a lot to do with it. And if you're drunk and fighting someone, that's intent. And it's yeah. also getting drunk intentionally to the point of losing your shit. Yeah. Then there's also uh, beating your wife because you're mad at her. That's intentionally. Now, you may feel out of control at the moment, but that means you have not taken the steps way before that. Crime learn. of passion. Right. Crime of passion. Could not totally couldn't control it and couldn't help it. I'm innocent as could be. Yeah. No, it's it's like um you have to take a million steps before that to not ever get to that point of I'm just gonna close up my fist and start wailing on someone. Yeah. Speaking of wailing on someone, can you hear the <laughs> Yeah, somebody's dying out there. Uh we were hoping that that wouldn't be picked up and maybe you can't hear that on the podcast i'm not sure yet but there's a bunch of kids in the pool right outside my uh apartment complex here yeah there's the jack nicholson line where i think it's from as good as it gets where like these kids are being loud he just turns around shut up kids (laughs) i don't know i always think about that when kids are being annoying and loud Uh, like last night at the A's game oh how did that go well, not very well for the A's. Yeah, we but, lost to um, the Rangers, huh? Oh, they played such a terrible game. That's Just, okay. We'll go on Friday. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, <laughs> there was this kid that was a few rows behind us and like a section or two over that was just going, Whoa! Whoa! Like that, as loud as he could. At any <clears throat> important parts of the game? Before or? the game, as the game was starting. Oh. He was doing that for like two minutes. <laughs> it's literally like two solid minutes of him just like, Whooping it up as loud and as long as he could. That reminds me. I'm going to have some coffee. There you go. It sounds like maybe mom or dad gave him some coffee before the game. Oh, his dad was <laughs> sitting next to him just like, oh, this is hilarious. Maybe he was just excited because the kid was going to sleep tonight or or, <laughs> yeah. or at least lose his voice. And you know what? It's An A's game is one of those places you kind of have to expect like anybody's welcome here. It's not like we're yeah. at a fancy restaurant and yeah, exactly. there shouldn't be kids I'm not, screaming. But I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily complaining about it, even though it was really annoying. <laughs> it's not like I can tell him to stop because he's in a fucking baseball stadium. I mean, exactly. And it's like, even people bring a Vuvuzela and start going, yeah. You can't really tell them to stop either. It's a baseball game. What do you want? Oh, yeah. There was this guy <laughs> behind us. Right behind us, and every guy on the team was his buddy. Come on, buddy, just need a hit. Come on, Scotty, Scott Casimir, just get us, just strike him out, buddy. Come on, my personal friend. <laughs> come on, come on, Josh Donaldson. Come on, buddy, just need a single. Do it for just Roy. A single. Do it for old Roy. You love old Roy, don't you? Yeah. 
I think he like couldn't make up his mind how he wanted to cheer. He's like, let's go, Oakland. Yeah, buddy. Come on, single. Let's go, Oakland. Come on, let's get out there. Come on, buddy. Let's go. And just like, oh my God, dude. Do you think do you think a, a baseball player ever hears all we need is a single and goes, Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> See, I told him to do that. I hadn't considered hitting the ball. (laughs) Thank you. I was just going to swing for the fences, but now you're right. Single's a good way to go. I mean, obviously, cheering always helps the home team. It's just in a, there's an energy to it that the, the home team gets riled up with and they love it. Yeah. That's why you're there as the crowd for them. Other than that, it's for your entertainment. But as far as what's for them, you're, all the yelling and screaming is for them yeah. to do better and do better and to cheer them up when they're not doing so well and stuff like that. I was, was kind of wondered with a baseball, with Major League Baseball, like what if all the players were so good they could hit a home run at will, but they don't because it's <laughs> scripted like a WWE fight, like wrestling the whole match. Game? The whole every game, the whole game, <laughs> every pitch. There's like a script. Oh my gosh, it's a you're wild just, pitch. You're just, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you're just supposed to. You're just supposed to ground out to the shortstop here. Oh, okay. Here, here, you hit a home run. All right, you got it, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, or like that, that would just totally change the fa- face of baseball. Okay, in Act Three, at the at the end of the eighth <laughs> inning, we have a pickle that is going to get this place in a riot it's gonna be great so you take a wide lead and then the pitcher throws it to first but you just don't fall for it and you take off towards second but that's when you're screwed okay so it's gonna be it's gonna be in the eighth inning but you know this is the day before the game so don't worry about it yeah of course that would describe or account for why a team would ever lose like 17 to nothing that like, giants game like the, other the giants night. did so the giants won like Nine to nothing the day before. Really? And this was just like Dodger vengeance. Oh my god. Was Kershaw pitching that game? Oh, who was it? No, I think it was Lincecum started that game. No, no, no. For the Dodgers. Oh, I yes, I think it might have been Kershaw. Okay. Yeah, but I think he's, Lincecum he's was good. the losing pitcher. <laughs> oh my god. It was a slaughter. Yeah. It was well, just it happened. They had like ten runs in four innings or something like that. It was so nuts. I think that pretty much disproves my theory. Yes, it might. Because you would never have a game like that. If yeah, you could most it. most wrestling matches kind of go back and forth for a little bit. Oh man, we were <laughs> when I was in South South Tahoe a couple weeks ago. We were at this bar and they were showing this uh, semi pro wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, oh my god, it was so awesome! Really, where oh, was it the from? wrestling matches would go on for like ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. They were for fucking forever. That's about how long a good match goes. Yeah, but they were all like that. Oh, okay. So um, it was actual guys like really duking it out. No, 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 no. It's still scripted. It was still totally like all that scripted shit where they're like. They just do moves that look cool. It, yeah. It doesn't actually, couldn't possibly actually hurt somebody. Well, if I mean, I'm cool, not saying all of them, but. If it looks cool, it better hurt somebody. They do have some pretty cool moves. But yeah, you know that move, like, they punch a guy and he's just like, like, I can't oh, possibly around. control any of my functions, yet I will go wherever this guy puts me and right. just stand there. When and, they grab him by the hair and pull him over to the corner or something and they just kind of go with it. Yeah. Or they like takes him over to the corner, p- 
picks the guy up and like sets him on the like the top buckle and he's just sitting there like oh i can't possibly do anything no, it's more I'm... like it's more like where am i what am i what's going on yeah and either they get to do the move on the guy or, or right the last before, second right before they do it he breaks out of it and punches the guy in the face and like or just gets out of the way or and the guy a... just like Hits his head or something like Goes that. Goes headlong into the padded buckles. Or if he's jumping off <clears throat> the top rope, the guy like just rolls over just at the last second, and he like instead of landing on his feet or like being okay, like he probably would, it it like knocks him out completely. Yeah, <laughs> as or though like, this body was gonna cushion his fall when exactly. he hit him. Exactly. <laughs> like the difference between landing on the his opponent or landing on the floor was totally was, different. Yeah, complete was either <laughs> totally okay or severe injury. Yeah. So, oh my god, the canvas. Ow, ow. <laughs> I expected your soft, cushiony skeleton to be underneath me. How does landing on someone's skull provide any cushion from, like, the floor? Uh, the canvas. Maybe, I mean, if it, if it smashes their skull open and brains go everywhere, there is a, you know, there's some uh, the transfer zone. of energy. Yeah, it's... Um, okay, so that's Sports Talk with Rob and Mike for, for this week. <laughs> Um, I wanted to dive more into be, because last week we got our show kind of um, usurped for a little while by our wonderful guest. Huh, yeah, I wouldn't say usurped. Well, in the in the sense that I wanted enhanced. to enhanced. <laughs> yes, enhanced. Um, kids, yeah, what are they like? Part Velociraptor or something? <laughs> what is this squealing going on out there? They're you know that's what you do when you're a kid. You just make as much I noise as you can that. when you're having fun. I was. I, I played and I romped, but I was very quiet about Rob, it. Rob, what are you doing out there? Romping. I romp. <laughs> I'm Rob romping. <laughs> I'm romping. Romp, um, rombusing. So, uh, oh, and, and to follow up, I, I titled last week's episode, um, Nobody Doesn't Better. Huh? We made several references to... The Sarah Lee uh, thing about it, whether it's nobody does it like Sarah Lee or nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Yeah. Looked it up. I'm right. Is it really? Yep. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee? Yes. It's a double negative because it's funnier that way. Yeah. Uh, All right. Lame. Um, (laughs) Lame. No, you know what's lame is to just say nobody does it like Sarah Lee. It's like, eh, all right. It's a fucking jingle. Like... Nobody it's, doesn't it's like not, Sarah Lee. Eh, all right. You're anyway, right. Um, the important thing was and then you're you started, right. <laughs> exactly. That's why I brought it up. Um, and you guys were singing the, you, were, you mentioned the song from the James Bond movie, Nobody Does It Better. And I just blurted out, Nobody Doesn't Better. Oh, okay. So that became the, the title of the episode. But Good one. Just wanted to let you know who was right on the end of that one. And now you'll <laughs> never see a Sarah Lee commercial the same way. I won't. You'll be like. I definitely won't. Never won't. So wait, I'm going to stop thinking about eating pie now when I see that commercial? For only a split second. But then you'll go right back to the thought of eating pie again. Okay. So As long as, long as my thoughts return to pie. Right. It'll be pie, pie, pie. Hmm. Slogan. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> so pie. You'll, you'll be fine. But what I wanted to get into that day, and it was Tuesday of last week. Today we're recording on Wednesday of the following week, which I also call the present day. Um, and it is now Wait, just... we get presents? No, it's not present day. Yeah, well, that's what you said. You no, said I said it's day. the present 
day. Yeah. But it's not, well, well, where are my presents? It's not then? present day. That's not a ho- it's not a holiday. It should be every, but then it would be every day. <laughs> but you'd have you're to blowing give, my mind here. You'd have to give presents too. Think about what it would do to the economy, though. I every, guess it would be good. Every day or present day. It would be good in that everybody would have to buy somebody else a present, but then just because somebody bought it from a store, somebody else also had to buy I'm just saying, everybody gets, but everybody loses too because you have to spend money on somebody else. Yeah, I think what would end up happening is we'd just be like, okay, we just agree not to swap gifts. Every day. Every day. <laughs> So even it's though kind it's, of an, it's maybe, kind of an unspoken agreement, you know anyway. maybe maybe they already came to this agreement long ago, long ago, long ago on the first present day. On the first, well, I imagine there was probably a few present days that occurred before they were finally like, "Dude, we can't keep doing this." Well, yeah. So you're, so it's you're been... spending ten dollars on me. I'm spending ten dollars on you. Why don't we just keep our own ten dollars? Yeah, like let's just stop. <laughs> I'm and running we'll out agree. of $10 to spend on you. We'll just agree there's no point in exchanging presents at this time. <laughs> but and nonetheless, just celebrate present day in our own way. But nonetheless, happy present day, Rob. Happy present day, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point in saying all of this was that the U2 album that was uh, forced upon the world, apparently. Uh-huh. And uh, that came it out was. that day. It literally was forced upon the world. So My friend Nate was really upset about it, actually. He's uh, not unne- alone. Unnecessarily upset about it. He's Everybody. like, I'm going to delete it. And they're like, I don't think you can. He's like, then I'm deleting my iTunes. Right. And that is, he's not alone. In fact, that really? seems to be the popular opinion of a lot of people. I've been, I went and like kind of just did... A search it's like on an article, like no, just or do you're a just search. To people, do a search on Twitter. Just do search YouTube and see how many people are just complaining. How did this album get on my iTunes? What the hell? Stupid crappy band. I don't want this shitty album. And they Who haven't cares? even listened to it. That's the other thing. They're like, it's just shitty because you know why? Because it's fun to rip on YouTube. That's why. Yeah, it's you know it's very in these days. I, I mean, I can understand that there are people who. No matter how many times they listen to that album, would probably not yeah. never like it. Wouldn't it. be their cup of tea, and that's fine. If Garth Brooks put out a free album in the same way that this happened, you would you would be doing the exact same. thing. No, but I wouldn't be going like, "How dare iTunes and how dare Apple?" And you know, my privacy has been infringed upon, and all this stuff that they—that's what people are complaining about. Yeah, I, I didn't ask for this. I didn't give permission for them to download it onto my phone. Um, so there's a lot of, I just wanted to address that because that's been, I started going on iTunes and just ripping all the little 12 year old kids who were bitching about it on, on, not on iTunes, on Twitter. And I was just like, you're a piece of shit. Your music sucks anyway. Let's <laughs> just ripping on them, just trolling on them like crazy. Oh, they got so mad. It was a lot of Of course fun. they did. They're like, it's the oh, shut up. Oh, I'm going to take this comment so seriously. Yeah. Shut up, old man. <laughs> Your old man music. And I'm like, I'm 33. I don't know that that's... Did you tell him to just go grow a zit? <laughs> no, I just kind of ripped on him and then and just made fun of their bad grammar and spelling. And like, <laughs> I was like, you guys just listen to One Direction and, and Justin Bieber. How can you talk about what's yeah. good music and shit? And, and I did get some back that are going, they're the best musicians ever. How dare you say that about One Direction? And things like oh, God. <laughs> So it just goes to show how stupid. You should have just said, like, I want you to save that tweet 
Oh, I reposted a bunch of them on Facebook. I want you to save that tweet and and reread it again when you're 18 years old. <laughs> At least 18, but you know that this generation's not as friggin' cool as we were. That's Dude, when I was 12, works. I was listening to, well, maybe not 12, but when I was 10, I was listening to New Kids on the Block. Ooh. And by the time I was 13, I was like, dude, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a bit of that, too, because you kind of figure out what you, what you like, and you realize, oh, at this point, when I figured it out, that's where I became aware, in a way. Yeah. Everything before that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I was into this because I was being spoon-fed it. Right, exactly. And, and that's the other thing, is that you there was a, a market for spoon-feeding people music back then that isn't around now. Right. MTV. Uh, people listened to the radio a hell of a lot more back then. Yeah. Um, so there was an... Uh, a music industry that was a machine. It was cranking things out, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we don't have that. So Apple's going, how do we get people to listen to music that the studios are still trying to make happen? What's some interesting new ways? So they found an interesting new way. And here's the other thing. They didn't download it to your phone. If you if you pull out your phone right now, is it on there? Yeah. How did it get, get on there? I hit the little cloud button with the arrow pointing down. You hit it. Yeah, I hit it. So you chose that you hit it and quit it. But Betsy didn't. Okay. She didn't actively download it and she looked and she's like, oh, it's on my phone. Right. So it's there with the little iCloud logo, but you have to hit that to put the music files on your phone. Oh, really? So it it basically just did an advertising thing and they put the album in your purchased music folder or whatever on iTunes but you still have to click the button from the cloud to download it from Apple's iCloud. Mm. So I still th- I still think Apple should have just been like here it it's is here if you, you want can it. go and grab it and just download it if you want right. it. This was an interest it's an experiment. I think that's yeah, all it was. True. It was an experiment. They went, "What if we could we do this? Is this possible?" Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. I think that's all it was. And so if you look up if I Google watch this, if Google will come up here. Apple Google. U2 Google album it. reveal because I wanted to bring up the thing about uh, how they actually revealed it at the oh. meeting. The very first thing that comes up is Apple reveals how to delete the U2 album yeah. <laughs> from your phone. And uh, new U2 albums, automatic iPhone download creates blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it's problems. problems. How to get rid of the U2 album that Apple put in your iTunes. It's just... It's everybody complaining about getting something for free. <laughs> this is how entitled... If it was a fucking t-shirt, they'd be excited and they'd mob each other for it. It doesn't matter what was no, on the t-shirt, know. but the fact that it was free means they would kill each other Wait, for it. If you were so, so using that as an analogy, how would they have gotten the t-shirt to you? Uh, mailed it right to you? T-shirt cannon, duh. <laughs> uh, let's say they mailed it. <laughs> Ding dong. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> He got a free T-shirt. I want one. You're complaining because I fired a free T-shirt in your face. Yeah. No. Okay. That they're think they're acting like that's what happened to them. That somebody rang their doorbell. They went and opened it, and somebody used a cannon to fire this new YouTube yeah, album at I, them. I mean, I don't really know what they're worried about. So let's say, let's using your T-shirt analogy. Let's say they mailed it to you. Okay. How dare Apple mail something to my mailbox that I did not give them express permission to send me? Yeah. Okay, what about your television? How dare any and all cable channels put whatever programming they want 
through the system to my television that I bought with my money. I did not give them permission to show a rerun <laughs> of Full House. I didn't give them permission to run commercials. No, I did not authorize this. Yeah. Uh, what about the radio? Uh, that's my radio in my car. I do not appreciate an entire spectrum of light waves being sent out that goes straight into my radio. And these radio stations are playing whatever songs they want. Or telemarketing calls. How dare they call me at dinner <laughs> well, time in the... Okay, yeah, that maybe one's still kind of fucked one. up. But, but, um, but that's my point. It's like people think that because it is an item they bought, which is the iPhone, that's what you bought. Right. It comes preloaded with some software. Right. Which is Apple's software. And I didn't ask them to download that software onto my iPhone when I bought it. Technically. I wanted I wanted it blank. Right. <laughs> so as soon as you click I agree on the terms and conditions uh, on your iTunes on your computer that works with your iPhone. Yep. My guess is nobody reads that. Have you ever read the oh, of course iTunes not. terms and conditions? Has yeah. anybody ever read them? No. It's like, shut up. I want my free... I, I guess they're just lucky they don't turn us into human sent iPads right. like in well, South Park. Yet. Yet. There might be a date written in there somewhere where that's all going to happen. <laughs> but my point is because nobody reads it, you kind of got to be open to just anything happening. <laughs> and all they did was advertise. It's an advertisement. Yeah. Here. It's a free album. Want it? That's all they said. Yeah, if you don't want it, it you. if you don't want it, it's it's right there. Just type in Apple and U2 in Google. It'll tell you how to get rid of it's like it's like for some people it's like getting a sweater from an ant. For... Yeah, no, just say thank you and then delete it when you're not in a room. <laughs> delete that sweater. <laughs> you put it in the trash bin and it goes when it when you empty it. <laughs> yeah, and they probably didn't even listen to most of them didn't even listen to Which it. Which brings me to the next part. I wanted to kind of go through the album now that you and cuz I gave you the CD um right. the day right. I, guess, I guess we did we record on Tuesday Which or? you did, apparently didn't need to give me. So No, but I knew that you would put it in the car. Right. That's where you listen to music these days. Yeah. Well, so, I I like listening to music on CDs still. Yeah, well, but you've also got your... I also haven't really utilized my full potential, the full potential of my phone. Uh, you? I, yeah. You the know hell what? you say? You know what? I, I think I'm going to have to rethink it because I was in um, I was in my dad's car. He drove us to the game last night. Oh, okay. My dad, who turned off the text message function on his phone because he didn't see any use for it. Wow. Yeah, nobody he, uh, he filled a thumb drive with over 1,700 songs that he has installed in his yeah, car. Yeah. That's, and hit shuffle. It, and just plays it. And I'm just like, I haven't even done that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Your dad's ahead of you. I'm like, did you download like all the CDs onto your computer? He's like, yeah, I did some of that. I also bought some songs on iTunes that I wanted, this and that. I'm just like, okay, now I'm back. <laughs> now, now you're back. Now I'm shamed. Yes, you're like actively... Ludditing it and being like, I'm not. I, I think that's the problem. I'm not actively ludditing it. I'm inactively putting stuff on my phone. Well, how, like what? What do you put on your phone? I don't. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Like I need to <clears throat> subscribe to like um, uh, some Spotify, news, Spotify or something. I guess I need to start paying for. I but I want something I can download onto my phone so I don't have to use the internet when I play it. Yeah, yeah. That well, you can't. <laughs> it's either. Uh, Either pay for it through iTunes or there's no other option. No, I mean, you can, no, what you can do is, uh, for new music, you can buy the CD or steal it off the internet. I don't know if you're aware that that's an option, but that's something people do. Yeah, if you want to get put on the grid. (laughs) 
You and your grid. Where is this grid? Show me the grid. Oh, I'm not on Facebook. I'm off the grid. That's the grid. Just I'm Facebook. living, living off the grid. You, no, and Twitter. And you were on MySpace for a minute. Yeah. Back uh, in the old days. And if I could delete my account, I would do it. You can. I know. There's absolutely ways to do that. Um, you're like that requires going on the computer and like looking up instructions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now that we've both had about a week now to listen to the album, uh, you admitted. A moment ago, before we started the show, that you do like the album. It's kind of growing on you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not first, it's not one of those, like, right out sounded, of the gate. At first it sounded kind of plain, mm -hmm. a little simple. I was kind of thinking, you know, they didn't really have the song on there that had all the bravado of, like... Um, well, of their big hits, like Mysterious Ways and... Yeah, stuff um, like that. Bullet but, the Blue Sky or something like that. Yeah, and I started listening to it, and I realized that The Miracle kind of has some of that... Um, Raised by Wolves a little bit. Yeah. Volcano. Volcano. A little bit. Volcano. Um, it's not like an overly like hard, like rocking no. album. But it, no, there's, there's some but moments that rock in it. There's some rocking yeah. moments. In fact, um, The Edge kind of just does his thing without jumping to the forefront a lot, like he did in the 90s a lot more. Um, but this is kind of the, the path they've been on recently. But I think since the 90s, this is some of the best music they've created. Yeah. It's also, I think, some of the most well-produced. They worked with like four different producers. Including Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of like that edge, like... Um, crazy Crazy strumming, where he's just like going really... Yeah, like that. There wasn't a lot of a lot of that. Yeah, or as Adam Carolla talks about it, that's what he hates the most is that... Every U2 song is just like that's it. Every U2 song. Um, but for those of you who are out there listening, all three of you, two and a half, <laughs> who have gone, who likes U2? This is the year 2014. U2 is an old band from the 80s. Ugh. Okay. They've been around. Just as long as the most same of people you have. who are like cool, a new Tom Petty album. No, that's well, that's me. <laughs> I do that. No, I know, but I guarantee there's some people who are like, "Oh, you two's an old band," and they're like, "Oh, hey, Tom Petty." Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who are just like, "Old music is old, so it's stupid," and it's like, "Well, the music's new." This, <laughs> yeah, you know, they new just music made this. is new. Music is stupid because it's stupid. <laughs> that's why. Um, but only, only band, and it, it's, it's, there's a term for it. It's a prejudice thing called ageism. You know, think about it. it we're just yeah. ripping on them cause they're older than, you know, the, the fucking Jonas brothers or whatever. Yeah. So let's take a minute and go through each of the songs really quick. I'm not going to spend a whole hour, uh, doing just that, but, uh, the first song is called the miracle of Joey Ramone, right? Parentheses of Joey Ramone. Even though he never says of Joey Ramone in the no. song. He never mentions the Ramones. No. Uh, he just says you a lot, so it's almost like he's singing to Joey Ramone uh, in the lyrics. And uh, Joey Ramone's still alive, right? No, he died in 2001. Ah. Uh, so we played I, a little bit of this. Oh. And you said it sounded like a Disney song. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the beginning of The Lion King. Right. Uh, it's The Edge and Bono singing, maybe just The Edge. Yeah, The Edge sings... Sings a backup. He does a lot of backup, yep. which I really liked in, he's this, great. in this album. I he's a great that was backup singer. Good use of backup. And uh, if you, did you watch the Apple event on no. the video eventually? Uh -uh. But I've seen the commercial 
Yeah, they did a... Well, that was because it was a 10-year anniversary of that first iPod Vertigo commercial they did. Right. 2004. Uh, what's the name of that album? Uh... No light, no, uh, no, 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 no. It was how to dismantle an atomic bomb came right. out ten years ago. Um, so he, this song is about when he and the, the band essentially they were friends in um, when they were teenagers, and they were into music. I was young, not dumb, as he said. Just wishing, I thought he said knocked up. No, <laughs> wait, waiting to be blinded by you, brand new, and we were pilgrims on our way. So. What he's talking about is the first time they actually they snuck into a Ramones concert in Dublin, Ireland. Okay. And he woke up at the moment that the miracle occurred. And that's basically, from what I've read, he's saying that, look, I went and saw this band and I realized what we should do. We should form a band. And there was something about the Ramones being so free and punk rock and all of that. Yeah. That was, it just like a light switch went off in his head. And he just yeah. went, oh, I get it now. And that's why he calls it the most, most beautiful sound I've ever heard. So I think getting some context to the lyrics and what it's about really helps me enjoy the song more. Yeah, because it kind of sounds a it's little... It's a little... It sounds like U2, yeah. but not like an overtly unique kind of U2 song. I like this line. I've got language so we can communicate, religion so I can love and hate, but then music so I can exaggerate my pain and give it a name. And to me, that's really about all these different forms of expression. When we're young, we learn to talk. Yeah. We're, we have religion pushed upon us, so we know who to like and who to dislike and all this yeah. sort of things, and sinners and saints and all that. But then he discovered music, where he could take whatever pain or suffering or joy or anything he was feeling, amplify it to the world, and other people could relate and hear it. And that or to share him, it, even. And, yeah, and that, that was the miracle, I think, that he's singing about. Yeah. Uh, learning that there was this third form of expression that wasn't just language or religion, or could be a combination of the two or whatever. Right. But it's 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 an ode to the love of, of falling in love with music as a teenager, I think. And in particular, Joey Ramone made it happen. Uh, cool twist to that: Joey Ramone died in 2001 while listening to a U2 song on repeat. Uh, 2001 was the year after their yeah, kind of their big the... comeback album uh, All That yeah, You Can't Leave Behind, Behind came out and this is the song he was listening to when he died in a little while remember this one? yeah so he had it on repeat this was what Joey Ramone died listening to hmm I'll jump ahead a little bit so it's kind of a cute love song about him and his wife but this isn't yeah, on the new simple, album, by the way. It's this a is, simple little ditty. This, this is, is from over... 2001. Well, it came out in 2000, actually, but he died in 2001. Well, yeah, obviously it can't be on the new album if he Well, I'm letting to people it. know what they're hearing right now is not a new song. Um, okay, so then the second song is Every Breaking Wave. Which is about waves. <laughs> it's, it's about the words that it says in the title. Yeah, he's excited about every breaking wave he's that comes a surfer. to the shore. This is about surfing. Yeah, and this is his love of surfing. I mean, when it, he was growing up, growing up in Dublin, he, Ireland. Yeah, he and Edge used to surf, surf off of the coast of Ireland. Yeah, and hang ten, buddy. <laughs> hang ten of your toes off the board. Do that thing when you're surfing. Which which wave should Me and we? Edge, we went out there, out there and caught some awesome sets. Which wave should we catch, Bono? 
<laughs> Every breaking wave. <laughs> Which breaking wave should Every you get? single one. Hi, <laughs> Tito. single breaking wave. And then um, we should catch every every Irish whiskey after that. I like the chorus here, and the pre-chorus. This doesn't sound like U2 to me. The, the, really way, the way he cuts that that line off. If you go, dot dot dot, and then he says the rest of the line. That's they don't do a lot of that. Um, are we ready to be swept off our feet and start chasing every breaking wave? Yeah. Um, I guess it's a song about taking, you know, carpe diem, taking every day for what it's worth and, and really living to the uh, the fullest or something like that. Yeah. But I've also heard it's a, it's like a song about breaking up or I don't really know what it's all about. So yeah. it's open to, your, to interpretation, but it's actually, it's a really good sing-along. Like that chorus, the song gets stuck in my head and that chorus, when I'm driving around, in the car listening to it I sing that one at top volume it's just a great sing-along chorus cool um, yeah I, I, I starting to grow on that one that one kind of threw me at first I was like uh, you know what it reminds really me of slow it's not very exciting but what it reminds me of as a second track on an album was Miracle Drug off How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb it slows down after the big opening number but it's still got a good power you know there's some energy to it yeah so this was a miracle drug off of How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb two albums ago. Ten years and two albums ago. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, so then the next song is California. With quote, my favorite opening. Yes. Um, California, in parentheses, there is no end to love. It's like, just pick one title, guys. Yeah. <laughs> This could have just been called California. There's no reason. To, or it could just be called There is no end to love or no end to love. Yeah. Nice, concise title would be good. So yeah, they do this part about Santa Barbara, and it's a little ode to Santa Barbara. No, ba ba Barbara. Yeah, a little bit to the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, Barbara Ann. They got it wrong. It's not ba ba Barbara. It's ba 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 Barbara Ann. Yeah. Well, I don't think they. I don't think they wanted to come out and just do that. Santa Barbara, ba 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 Barbara Ann. And that song always bothered me because it's not Bobber Ann, it's Barbara Ann. Well, that's anyway. what they say. They just say it fast. So he says that in the beginning and Barbara, it's over. Barbara Ann. Yeah. But anyway, they only do that in the beginning. And then the rest of the song is about the band's first trip to California. Because they, when they first started, yeah, I guess around the third album, they got to tour the world. Yeah. Um, 1983 or so. I don't know who he's talking about crying like a baby. But he's, he was with his wife since they were teenagers, early teenagers. So we, I don't know if he's singing about going there with his wife, but um, another good chorus. Check this out. And it's kind of a rocker. It's got those synthesizers that I think are... Uh, kind of a Danger Mouse staple. Uh, yeah. he, I think he's playing synthesizers on this one. Huh. So Pano uh, can play piano, right? I think The Edge plays piano. Hmm. Bono, uh, I would hope he can. He strums an acoustic guitar once in a while, too. Yeah, he does but, in the in the new Apple video, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> in that video, nothing's plugged in. They're just like... Well, yeah. 
<laughs> They're just what are you yanking me? <laughs> um, you know what I love in this song is the end. But, but there is no end. <laughs> no, to oh, love. There's to an love. end of the song. Oh, okay. And there is an end of love. It's the letter E. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's divorce. Okay, so there's this great line at the end. Oh, did we... Yeah, here, right here. I don't know. I just like the way he sings this. Stolen days, you don't give back. That, that makes me want the song to not end, and then it just ends. <laughs> so let me play that again. Come and go. It might be the backing vocals on that too. That there's, it just gives it an extra punch that I really it's, like. It's probably the most different U2 album I've heard in a with, while, huh? with the exception of like the two songs on here, which we'll get to. That yeah, very were, really reminded me of early U2. Now, what do you think of this song? The song for someone. It's, it's the ballad it's, that it's they put. Well, kind of. I like it. It's it's a pretty song. I mean, I'm like like they were saying in that other podcast about the album. It's, What's the name of that other podcast? You talking you two to me. Turn your microphone around. So, the right um, way. sorry. What's you the name talking, of that other podcast? You talking you two to me. Right. Awesome podcast. I love yeah, that show. They're great. You so, don't even have to like you two to like the podcast because no. they goof so much in that show. It's they not don't, like they spend less than half the time actually talking about you two. Right. And and then they make a joke. They're like, Welcome back to You Talking You Two to Me, where we are talking exclusively about <laughs> you two. Nonstop. But yeah, this song's clearly like the for, ballad for Allie, his wife. Right. Um, but they were they were like, yeah, this is going to be the next song that's played at every, every wedding. Every wedding, and, and now ev- that's all I can every, think like, of. Every like graduation, probably. No, I think it, it's the wedding song. It's like some some big fans will play it for their first dance at a wedding, or get someone know, to play like it like on acoustic guitar. Oh, you know what? I've got a wedding video I have to edit. There you Guess go. Guess what's going in there? Um. It's a sleepy song, but then the chorus, he does kind of do something a little interesting here. Yeah. And actually, from what I've been reading, the people who are reviewing this album really like this song. Like, it could be a hit single if yeah. they if they did that right. Um, I don't know if they're going to be doing, like, music videos for this album or what. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this is the one I, I kind of skip. I don't know. I, I mean, if they do it. music videos, is anyone, anyone going to see them? Only if they force them to download onto your phone. <laughs> we'll yeah. take a break while Rob writes a text. No, go ahead. Keep talking. Though. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, this one I kind of skip because it just kind of goes on and on. The next one is real. Oh, wait. That's on shuffle. Uh, the next one's a really good song. I love this song. Um, this was one I was, it was playing in the car when I picked you up today. And um, it's about his mother, Iris Hewson. Yep. Iris Hewson. Who died when he was really young? Really young. She. So what I I just heard about this on that podcast. I did not know this was how. I knew she died when he was young. I never knew how. I didn't know. I didn't know this. Her name was Iris. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that. About his mom. Well, I knew it was about his mom, but I had to actually find out that it, her name was Iris, and it wasn't some other. He made up some other name, or mm. was talking about the flower or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's called Iris, and then another parenthesis, hold me close, and close parenthesis. Right. Um, but this one, can you hear it right now? I can hear this playing in like a dance club. Like, 
Well, I definitely hear the the edge the edge guitar play in this one. Hold that mic closer, like down. Yeah, and go. sorry, and really kind of reminiscent to me of like Joshua maybe Tree yeah days. maybe something off Joshua Tree. And then the chorus goes more into like the 2000s era. But this gets stuck in my head more than any other song. And I love the line. Something in your eyes took a thousand years to get here. He's talking, he's relating like his mother's influence on him to like a distant star that may have died, but the light still is coming to him for the rest of his life. Huh. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. But well, he said right again, in the beginning. I'm terrible about picking up symbolism. <laughs> Like, I thought this was about hugging a flower. I thought it was about the iris in his eye. Right, so, um, and I love that line. The darkness just lets us see who we are. That's a cool line. Yeah, you know, you really find out what you're made of when the when times are tough. Right. And things are, things, you know, things are down. Yeah, and there's just something about these lyrics that they're, they're profound, but then the music is also kind of upbeat and dancey. Yeah. And I'm like, I could totally see this being taken by a famous DJ or something. There's going to be a remix of this one at some point down the line. And um, and there's great lines. Like, when we were born, we be, or once we're born, we begin to forget why we came. The very reason we came. Yeah. Which is always like this weird thing of like, did we come from heaven and with a mission? And then as a baby, you kind of forget. I don't know. There's just kind of cool, profound things going on in this that... Bono's kind of been made fun of for his profound lyrics. I think he's really been nailing it on this album. There's really deep, cool shit, and it's all because it's not, as they said on that other podcast, not so universal. He's not going out like, you know, universe-wide with his lyrics. It's more personal. Well, that's this whole album seems to be very personal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's it's the first album, well, not the first album, but one, an album they've done in a while where it doesn't seem like as preachy, maybe. Like, how yeah. did this mantle an atomic bomb? Like, Right, just the title itself is yeah, it's like, like anti-war and, and... Peace, everybody. Well, they had a, a song on that album called Love and Peace or Else. Yeah. And it was kind of, you get the message just from the title, but people get a little tired of that, I guess, but it... Also, the guy who's trying to fucking change the world, like, yeah, he's done more for this world than any single other person. Hey, but Bill he Gates, has, he has. But I mean, like, come on, like, you can use your star power for something else yeah. other than like trying to change the world. Yeah, that that would be terrible if you tried to change the world. What? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I he's just, raised I, so much money for, uh, and I'm not saying he shouldn't, and... he shouldn't have done that. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, this album puts out something that's very personal and like different and like we get it you know we know you're trying to save the world we know that everyone can make a difference and that's out there yeah like give us something a little different now i know than this album no 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 then then that attitude of like come on people we all got to get together and like this affects the whole damn planet yeah exactly as he said on the simpsons what was it, it was about garbage yeah He's talking, He's talking garbage, people. Something. That affects the whole damn planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that and attitude. Like, I mean, even he's kind he's of he's kind of, of become a caricature of himself with with that. Well, and in, I'm sure he doesn't care. But it, as as far as the caricature, you remember my friend Matt McTie? You've been to some yeah. parties of his back in the old days. Um, he he was complaining about it showing up on his phone too on Facebook. So I was yeah. ripping into him, and I just went through everything I just said in a text, and he goes, "This is how I hear you, Mike." And then he sent me this video from South Park. <laughs> hello, hello, 
<laughs> These are all the parts of Bono in this one episode. Here's Bono in Africa. <laughs> and then his phone rings. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, I think if I were Bono, that's how I would have answered my phone for the last 10 years. That's exactly what I would have done. Hey, um, um, I know you don't really want to do this, but can we make this a two-parter? Oh, you got to bail? Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, let's see. How far are we into this We made it halfway anyway? through. Well, we're yeah, we're about halfway through the album. Um, yeah, and we'll make this a short episode, but let's do this. People, if you're listening to this anytime in the near the present time it was recorded, not present time, just the <laughs> oh, current oh, time. I got all excited. Uh, go listen to the album. Give it a shot. Check it out. And give, if you don't if like not, it the first time, maybe and give you it think a couple a, turn, a couple yeah. spins, and just be open. Don't don't just be prejudiced of oh, it's Bono. I yeah. hate him. You know yeah. you don't. You don't. Or, know I him. hate you too. They're old. They're tired. I've yeah. heard everything they've ever done. No, you haven't. You've heard what they played on the radio a lot, but that's it. Yeah. Um, there's a reason this band has mega fans, and it's not just because they're in love with Bono. Um, it, it's they've got amazing music, and there's a reason that they have their last tour was the highest grossing tour of any tour ever. Now that has a lot to do with like you know seventy five dollar tickets and things like that. Well, yeah, or one hundred and fifty dollar tickets. And totally awesome stage screens. Yes. That, that go in a giant, in, go in a circle the all the way around the circle. The, the three hundred and sixty one was like the giant spider thing. Oh, so. that thing was so cool. I I know, and I didn't get to go see it, but I know. Um. So yeah, check it out, and we'll review the rest of the album later. But uh, Rob has to leave now. Yeah. Get out of here, Rob. Sorry. That's all right. Signing off. Uh, once again for this week, which is episode number 26. 26. <laughs> Signing off. This is Mike. I'm Rob. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah.